Good morning. Good to see you here today. I don't know if you uh, know this about me, but I'm a very bad singer. Like, really, really bad. Maybe you've uh, heard me if uh, you were around me in worship, and I apologize for that, but I know God's pleased with those words, but not, not you guys. Um, but I'm really bad at singing. So I was about 10 years old, and I remember this so vividly. I uh, came home from soccer practice, which was the custom for my life growing up as a kid, and uh, I jumped in the shower, and for whatever reason, maybe I had a really good practice, or maybe I was thinking about a really pretty girl, I'm not sure, but I was singing like crazy in the shower. Anybody sing in the shower that will admit it? A couple of hands not really going too high. Well, well I did, and for, on that day, the song of choice, for some reason was Celine Dion's, And I Will Always Love You. <laughs> Maybe my mom was listening to it on the way home. I'm, I'm really not sure, but I don't know why I just admitted that. But, but I was singing that in the shower, and it was one of those moments where I completely lost myself in the moment. I mean, I wasn't just singing. I was belting it out. Voice cracking, every other verse. I mean, I was going for it, okay? And so I finish my shower, dry off, get dressed, and I walk out, open the door, and standing side by side is my dad and my mom and my older brother sarcastically giving me a standing (laughs) ovation. And it was at that time when I realized that I am not a singer, and I was very (laughs) embarrassed. And this became, uh, it came full circle about probably a year ago. I have, at that point, it was my three-month-old daughter, and I was trying to have this tender moment with my little baby girl, staring into her eyes, and the first song that comes to my head is, You Are My Sunshine, and I just wanted a little smile. And so I sing, and about five seconds into it, she starts bawling her eyes out. It wasn't funny. She starts bawling her eyes out right in my face. And so it, it made for certain that I am not a singer. But I think we all understand the idea of a bad sound and a good sound, right? We all can differentiate between the two and uh, think about bad sounds in our lives. Maybe, uh, and it's interesting how sounds are very powerful and influential. They can, you can hear a sound and it produces some feelings, right? I mean, you feel it inside of you and it takes you back to a certain place. Think about the sounds of a traffic jam on the way home from work, right? The feeling that makes you feel right now and the honking of the horns and people yelling at each other and all those types of things. How many of you are Buccaneer fans that will admit it? Yes. The sound of another Bucks loss, right? Disappointment, anger, frustration, saying words you probably shouldn't at the TV, right? Uh, Hopefully it's a little different story today, but just the the emotion and the feeling of your team losing. I bet everyone can identify with this next sound. I actually want you to just listen to it. The sound of a baby crying. I don't care if you're a, a parent or a grandparent or a sibling or you've been stuck on an airplane coming home, and for whatever reason, the, the child behind you is just uncontrollably crying, and no one can shut it up, right? And you're just ready to get home, and it's this annoying feeling. We all understand bad sounds, don't we? What about, what about good sounds? How many of you love camping or nature or something like that? I mean, a lot, I hate it, but that's besides the, <laughs> it's besides the point. 
But people love to be out in nature, right? They love the sound of the birds and making a fire, the crackling and uh, the leaves falling, the trees swaying in the wind. People love that and it, it, it helps people just be with God and those types of things. I think about songs. You know how powerful a song is that it can bring you back to a place years and years in your past. Maybe it makes you think of a a relationship in the past or a certain year where a lot of things happened. And a song and that sound can lead you back to feel those emotions again, can't they? It's powerful and it's, it's influential. And so if we don't like a baby crying, maybe you like this, this sound right here. <laughs> this is what I dream about every day instead of crying with my daughter. But a baby laughing, just the, the innocence and the pure joy of hearing a little baby laughing. I mean, we all understand good sounds versus bad sounds, right? But when it comes to our lives, your life and my life, and even in the life of a church, the question today is, how do you and I differentiate between the sounds in our lives that take us into alignment with God versus the sounds that drive us away from Him? And then again, how do you even know that the sounds in your life are sounds that are bringing you closer to God? And which are the ones that are taking you outside of his will for your life? Well, we are. We're in a series called Alignment, as you've heard. And this entire series is helping us walk in alignment with God, whether it's with your own life individually or as a church. How do we stay in alignment with God's will? And so we're talking about this idea of alignment. And today we're going to talk and answer the question about this. How do we hear from God? How do we know the words that are powerful and the sounds in our lives that are influencing us are the words of God leading us closer to him? Well, we're going to be taking a look in the New Testament. Paul writes this letter to a church in a place called Thessalonica. We're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. And here's the setup. Paul writes this letter three years after he had visited this church to establish the church, actually. He visited the city to create the church. And you can read that in Acts chapter 17. Uh, You'll probably do that in your connect groups if you're a part of one this week. But Paul comes into this place that is extremely busy. And in some ways it's wealthy and flourishing. It's actually located on a, a long highway. And so it's in the middle of it. People are coming in and out of that. And if you think about it, the city has so many different sounds coming from it. It has sounds of idolatry. This place had people that worshipped numerous gods, mainly not the God that that we worship. And they they followed different gods and they worshipped them. And it also had uh, sounds of adultery and lust and all types of immorality within this city. And so Paul visits there and he brings the good news of Jesus just to create a sound from God within the city. And so Paul writes this letter to the church basically to help them distinguish between these two sounds, the good sounds and the bad sounds. And Paul's trying to help them realize which one keeps them in alignment with God. 
We start in in verse 10 of chapter 2. It'll be on the screens or you can follow in your own Bibles. He says, You are witnesses, and so is God, to how devoutly and uprightly and blamelessly we've behaved towards you believers. And so Paul starts by saying, Listen, when I came and established this church and preached to you and spent time with you, it was all for you. It was all for your blessings and to lift you up and to encourage you to walk with God. I had no benefit for me other than you being in alignment with God. Verse 11. And just as you know how we were exhorting and encouraging and imploring each one of you as a father would his own children, so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his kingdom and glory. And so Paul lays it out for the church. He says, this is the goal for you as a church, is that you would walk in step with God. Or in other words, is that you both as a church and individually, that you would walk in alignment with God's will for your life. Is that you would reach the potential that you can have if you walk with the Lord. And now isn't that the goal that we have for our own lives? Isn't that the goal that we have for this church and and even for your children? Is that we would all reach our potential, right? That we would accomplish the, the things that God has planned for us and to succeed in the ways that he has provided for us. Isn't that our desire? To reach that potential, to do what it is, whatever it is that God has prepared for us to do. And Paul says, if you walk in alignment with him, you will reach your greatest potential. That is the goal for you in the church. Well, then he opens us up, into this church up, to the dilemma. He opens him up to the problem, and the problem is a choice between two different sounds. And he says it like this in, in verse 13. He says, For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Paul tells the church, there's two very distinct sounds surrounding your life. He says, one sound is the word of man. The other sound is the word of God. And he says, we all have a choice to make. Because sounds are powerful. They're influential and they lead us to action. He says, we have to make a choice as a church to either follow the word of man or to follow and to hear the word of God. So I was thinking about these two and in your bulletins, you'll see some, uh, some blanks. If you want to fill them in, you can. I want to talk about the differences, a few of them, between man's word and God's word. These two distinct sounds that surround all of our lives. And the first way I would describe man's word is that man's word is confusing. Man's word is confusing. Now, I've learned this as I've grown up. I don't know if you uh, agree with this, but everyone has an opinion about everything. Have you noticed that in life? Everyone thinks a certain way and a certain process and how we do certain things. And have you ever been in a situation where you needed answers? You needed some kind of guidance or direction or something like that. And you'd go into the situation asking for advice and you leave more confused than you came in, right? Well, this has happened. This, that's the story of my parenting so far. 
if there's, yeah, if there's anyone that needs guidance or wisdom or direction, it's two 25-year-old new parents, okay? And that's me and my wife. And so here's the process. As, as first-time parents, we're questioning everything. I mean, shots and sleeping patterns and what do they eat and what don't they eat and what do we do? And so our process was this. We would go to the, what's called the birthing center where Heather had our daughter Harper. We'd ask, their, they have their expert opinion. We trust them and we love them. And they would give us their direction and what we should do. And so then we'd go to our pediatrician who are also experts, who we trust, and we know that they're giving us good direction, they would tell us literally the opposite of what the birthing center said over half the time, okay? So inevitably, my wife turns to the internet, because that never lies, right? (laughs) That always gives good direction. And what she would find, and we would find, is those two opinions plus about 10 others. And we're going, well, what in the world do we do? And it ends up being there's so many paths and decisions and directions that we could take, and we don't know which one's right. And I think about in our own lives, when we rely on man's word, there's no real clear direction to take all the time. You compare that to God's word, and God's word is clear. If man's word is confusing, God's word is clear. Paul says to the church in verse 14, he goes, For you, brothers and sisters, you became imitators of God's churches. Now, how does that relate? Well, if man's word gives us so many different choices and directions to take, God's word, this is how we distinguish between the two sounds. We know it's God's word when it's always leading us to imitate the person of Jesus Christ. There may not be clear direction on every decision that we make, but what God's word will always influence us to do is become more like Jesus in our thoughts, in our actions, in our decisions, in how we treat people. He will always lead us to imitate Jesus. So Paul said, you guys, you're imitating God's churches who are following God, and that is perfect. Because that is the way you should go. And so we know it's God's word when it's calling us to become more like Jesus. So man's word, it's confusing. But it also avoids suffering. Now this one may be a little difficult for us. But man's word will usually tell us to run away from anything that will cause pain. Right? Make sure that in your life you're comfortable Uh, If you're in even a relationship that looks like it may not work out, you should just walk away from it. Or we should always find ourselves in control of the situations in our life so that we don't get hurt. And so that there's no pain that comes in. We like to grab control of the situations of our life. Well, if man's word avoids suffering, God's word accepts suffering. Now go with me on this. The Christian life is not meant to be easy, is it? Like when it comes to faith and comes to God's word, I've never read about a promise that tells me that Christianity is meant to be easy or that we will avoid pain or hardships won't come into our lives. I've never read that. But when I listen to God's word, what I believe is that in the midst of our struggles, or in the midst of our pain, or, or in the midst of a hardship of our lives, if we do it right, and we listen to the right sounds, 
God's word and through the pain will lead us closer to him. It was Christmas before uh, my wife and I were to be married on April 16th. So we had about three and a half, four months leading up to our wedding. And we were planning, and, and it was difficult because my wife, uh, she lived in Fort Myers at the time, and I was here after college. And I wouldn't call it suffering, although it may have felt like that, but we were two hours apart, planning a wedding, just excited to start our lives together. And so my wife, of course, came up with the idea to save money for our marriage. She said, instead of buying presents, why don't we make something for each other? A man's dream, right? <laughs> yeah. Not only can I not sing, but I can't, I'm not creative whatsoever, okay? So I still went out and bought something. But what I decided to do was I bought this journal filled with empty pages and um, a lot of pages. And what I decided to do was to write one note or one letter for every single day from Christmas leading up to our wedding. All the women like that, yeah. <laughs> Scoring points, baby. So, so that's what I decided to do. And I don't think I knew what I was getting into because day 50, I'm getting arthritis and my, I'm keeling over. But, uh, but I wanted her in this distance, right? And we're miles and miles apart. I wanted her to feel connected to me. And I wanted her every day to read how I loved her. And I wanted her to read about the plans that I had for our future together. And the, the things I was most excited about, about our relationship and what God was going to produce through our lives and dreams about family and accomplishing incredible things. What my wife would say is, is she would, every single day that she had this book, she would wake up anticipating reading the words on this page. Because she said that even in the separation and the distance, when she read these words on a page, it helped her feel so close to me, even though we were so far apart. She felt connected to me. I can't help but think that this book, written by God, is the exact same thing, even better for us is that there are these words on a page written by God that he's calling for us to anticipate daily. Words that express his unending and undivided love for us and these goals and these plans that God has for your life if you follow him and walk in alignment with him. Showing us how much he cares for us and these, these goals and aspirations that he desires for our lives. And so I, I don't know what you walked in the room with today. And I'm sure a lot of us in this room are struggling or we're suffering from something. Maybe God feels miles and miles apart from you this morning. But he's given you this love letter to be read daily so that even when he feels miles apart, you can be connected to your heavenly father. Because he loves you, and he wants to show you the way, and he wants to clearly lead you back to him. And so I think man's word avoids suffering. But if we do it right, man, and we hear from God, God's word leads us closer to him in the midst of any pain or suffering we have. What sounds are we hearing? What sounds are we being influenced by?
And so man's word, it's confusing, it avoids suffering. And lastly, man's word thinks selfishly. Now, that's probably no surprise to anyone that the wisdom of the world will tell us to always look out for number one, to make sure that you prosper. And if you've got to cheat, if you have to cut corners, you do whatever it takes to take care of yourself. Get ahead, be the most prosperous you can. It doesn't matter what morals or character you push aside. It doesn't matter who you trample on. Make sure that you succeed above anything else. And this is the wisdom of man's word. Well, if man's word thinks selfishly, then I think God's word thinks outwardly. God's word thinks outwardly. Look at what Paul said again in, in verse 15 to the church. He says, he says, they, and they being the sounds and the people of this city that are persecuting the church. He says, they displease God and they're hostile to everyone in their effort to keep us from speaking to the Gentiles so that they may be saved. So Paul says, listen, this life of faith is no longer about just yourself. He says that even in suffering and persecution and people who hate that you're following God, he said you're called to share your faith and you're called to be used by God to reach your greatest potential. I remember this like it was yesterday. It was 2005 and I had a choice to make in my own life between these two sounds. Literally every influence in my life was telling me, God is not for you. God's going to put you in this box and you're going to have to follow rules and you won't be satisfied. You won't have fun. Your life will not be what it could be with God. And all these sounds were just pouring into my life saying, walk further away from him. But every Sunday, my parents would bring me to this church we would come into this room and we'd sit in our, the same chair every week over here on this side. And, and every week I would hear the gospel. And I would hear what God has done for me on the cross through his son, Jesus Christ. And I would hear about the plans that God had for me in a relationship with him. Plans that if I walk in alignment with him, he's going to use me. Not only will he save me, but he's going to use me for his kingdom and for his glory in ways I've never imagined. So I sat right over here and I had to make a choice. It came time to make a choice. Which sounds am I going to hear? I remember as we do every Sunday, they invited the, the prayer partners forward up here on the front. And they said, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus today, you come up front and have someone pray for you. And so as everybody's walking out that way, I made a decision to get up and walk to the front of the stage. I came up and I shook the, uh, the elder's hand at the time and he looked at me and he said, son, what can I do for you? I said, I want to be a believer in Jesus Christ. He looked at me and he smiled. He goes, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And he prayed over me and I became a Christian and I went a few weeks later, I got baptized and from that moment on, God has been moving me and shaping me 
to get out of myself and to realize he has incredible things for me to do. It's led me to this point right here today, to be able to preach his word, to be able to influence students within and outside of this church. God had great plans for me to be used me outwardly, but it started with a choice. It started with which sounds in my life do I value more? And I think every one of us in this room have the same choice to make today. Which sound will we be influenced by more? Man's word or God's word? And so you may be asking the question today, where do we start? How do we even start this journey of alignment with God? I mean, I want to hear from God, but where do I even start? Well, Paul already said it to us. He said it in verse 13 of uh, 1 Thessalonians. He says this. He goes, For this reason, we also constantly thank God that when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God. And so where do we start to hear from God? It's simple. He says, first you receive it, and then you accept it. You receive it, and you accept it as a part of your life. Now, here's the thing about the English translation. It doesn't always give us the, the breadth and the feeling of what the original language was actually saying. And so this was written in Greek originally. And so it's like taking it from standard definition in the English to high definition in the Greek, okay? And so what the, the terms receive and accept actually mean is this, this term embrace, You see, where do we start to accept God's word and to hear from him? Is we wrap our arms around it and we do not let go. We make every effort to embrace God's word so that we can be in alignment with him and we cling to it and we grab hold of it and we do not let go of it. Because sounds are so influential in our lives, aren't they? We don't let go of God's word. We embrace it. Because we know it will lead us to our greatest potential. So then if we start on the right track, maybe we ask, well, how do we even know that this is happening? How do we know that we're hearing God's word? Well, it always comes back to the sounds. And it always comes back to how the sounds influence our lives. You can think about it kind of like an orchestra, And within an orchestra, there's different sounds, right? They're very distinct. Uh, They're different instruments that create different sounds. And so, for instance, within an orchestra, we may have what's called the cello sound. Beautiful. We also, within an orchestra, may have the sound of the flute, Short and sweet, but beautiful, right? Then we also may have the sound of what's known, a more distinct sound, of the trombone. And lastly, we may have the sound of what's known as the violin. You see, within this orchestra, it's kind of like our lives. We have all these different distinctive sounds surrounding us. 
But you see, when we decide to be more influenced by man's word than God's word, it usually will sound something like this. I feel so cool doing that, I'm serious. It's sounds of chaos. It sounds on top of each other that we, we can't even figure out the direction that it's taking us, right? It's maybe it's sound of selfishness. It sounds that just do not come into alignment, do they? That's what it sounds like when we rely on man's word over God's word. You see, what this orchestra is lacking is very simple. It's what's known as the conductor. What a conductor will do is he'll come together, he'll, he'll bring in all these different sounds that sound different and distinctive, and even though they're, they're separate, he brings them together to become in alignment with one another, and that will produce something beautiful that sounds something like this. beautiful, isn't it? When the sounds come into alignment with each other. This is the sound of alignment. This is the sound of us coming into alignment with God, bringing all the noise together to produce something beautiful in our lives. So I don't know where you're at this morning. Maybe you're in here and and you want to hear from God. You want to live this life of alignment. You want to follow Him. You want to become more like Christ, you want to you wanna be in alignment. But maybe we've been listening to the wrong sounds. Maybe we've been listening to sounds that lead us to, to think more about ourselves. Or maybe they've been sounds that keep us a little bit too comfortable and that don't cause us to, to give more of our time to build up the church. And you know, maybe God's just leading you to, to pour into a ministry in this church. Maybe he wants to use you to share your story, to impact someone else's life, to think outwardly. Maybe we've been too focused on the sounds of man. We haven't been influenced enough by God. I want to encourage you today, as you leave, I want you to just choose to hear from God. Maybe it starts in his book. Maybe it starts in his love letter to you. His dreams he has for your life ministry he has for you to take part in. Maybe it's time to push aside all the other noise and all the other sounds. Say, God, I want to hear from you. I want to be used by you. Maybe I know there's people in this room this morning. You don't even know where to start. How do I hear from God? Am I even capable of hearing from God? Does he even want to speak into my life? Am I even good enough for that? I'm here to tell you that you absolutely are. 
Because God has provided a way for you to be in a relationship with him. He wants to grab hold of your heart. He wants to lead you into alignment with what he has in store for your life. He wants you to hear from him. But maybe this morning you have to make the choice between the two very distinct sounds. Are we more influenced by the word of man? Or are we hearing from God? It's amazing. Words and sounds are powerful. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to invite our prayer partners forward if you would. I want to encourage you. If, if you want to be prayed over, maybe you want to start this journey of hearing from God and understanding what He wants for your life and reaching the potential that you have, I would encourage you, as everyone else is walking that way, come up to the front, have someone who cares, pray over you, so you can start this journey, so that you can be in alignment with God. When we are in alignment, it sounds beautiful. I encourage you to start that today. Would you bow your heads with me and pray? Father, we thank you oh so much that you've given us an amazing opportunity. God, there are sounds around us influencing our lives and our decisions and which way we go and what decisions we make. God, help us hear from you. Help us make the choice that we value your word your wisdom and your guidance over anything else. God, for those that haven't yet started that journey, I pray they would have the courage to pray to you, Father, to welcome Jesus into their life so that they can begin to hear how they can be in alignment with you. Father, we praise you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen.